Good morning, good morning, good morning. And how's everybody doing out there? And welcome to the Charles Matthews Morning Show. I have a great guest today. We've been emailing back and forth, and I'm going to try. I'm telling you, I'm going to try to get her to dance. You know what I mean? We we were joking around about it before. I think I I can get her to dance if you guys can, you know, help me out here. We're going to throw it down. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Stay tuned for my special guest. Yes, we're back. And this show today is for all my Nubian queens, for all my ladies out there. I want to bring a special show for you today, so I had to bring a special lady. Please welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? I am great. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I know. I saw I saw you panicking in the background in my in my intro about get you the damn. In. Oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> I saw I saw the fear come over you. Okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Don't do it to me. <laughs> oh my lord! So, so, I know. Tell, tell everybody the story you told me about your your pledging and back in the days about the dancing. That I I found that funny when I was reading the email. Oh my god! So when I was pledging, I was online first. It was Alpha Angel, then for AKA and. You know, you practice and you're getting ready to do stomp shows and things like that. And we were always at practice very late because I kept getting off beat. And finally, one of our my big sisters said, look, come here. <laughs> she took me by my little T-shirt, pulled me out of line, put me to the back at the end. You're going to be tail dog. Here's your flat lash, flashlight because we're dancing to, you know, flashlight, Parliament Funkadelic. Do what you want. <laughs> Oh my God, I thought I was, you know, I'm okay by myself. I'm okay. So then in church, you know, my father was a minister and pastor and I always sung in the choir. We had to do something, you know, you can't be in the house and you're not doing something in church, right? That's Mm -hmm. the rule, unspoken rule. And so I'm in the choir and they always start you off. Here goes the choir director moving you, right? All right, here we go. The song starts, everybody's singing, I'm good, I'm good. Then he starts us to clapping. That's when the problem comes in. (laughs) I get off beat. And he stands up there, puts his hand down while everybody's singing and looks at me and then points me out like that and says, stop. Stop it. Gets me back. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, I got it, I got it. Yeah, I'll sing it, then he does it again. Okay. <laughs> Look, which two do you want? I can sing, I can sway, or I can sing and I can clap. But I can't sing, clap, and sway. I found out. That that was that was the director's fault because he shouldn't have put that third third movement in there. He saw that you were swaying and clapping good. Yeah. You with me, right? Yeah. Yeah, he shouldn't have did that. That's his fault. That's what I was saying all along, Charles. Listen, I agree with you. <laughs> Leave me alone after that. Leave me alone. I didn't know I had to miss the gene or something, whatever they kept, you know, picking on. You know what they say. But I'm like, well, oh, I didn't. 
Lord. Help, help me. Help me. <laughs> Everybody, where are you calling in from right now? Atlanta, Georgia. There you go. So is it hot right now? Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm it's very to- hot. Yeah, we're missing the heat right now. It's getting kind of cool over here. Well, uh-huh. it, yeah, it's 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 winter's coming. We can feel it. Winter's coming. You say winter's coming. <laughs> winter's coming. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it is coming, but I'm ready for it. I love, I love the cool weather. Okay. I love the cool weather so, because of flashing. Yeah. yeah. So here it is. Here it is. Tell us the story, Dad, because... You're, you're talking about, you know, from one scale to the other scale. You talked about, you know, the pledging, talked about, you know, being in the choir. So tell us your story. Where's your background from? Tell us, you know, how you were brought up. San Antonio, Texas in the 19th half. <laughs> and um, <laughs> in, in a Baptist household, always in the church. Grandmother was there, but she passed when I was about four or five, but it seems later. I remember seeing and feeling her for a long time. My father, who's head of our household and our lives, uh, he came out of the army, married my mom, who he met in high school, but when he saw her playing basketball, he went to introduce himself. You know, he was magnum cum laude and you know the captain of the team and everybody was swooing over him right and he said hey hey yeah you're Essie Bennett right you know you want to go out she looked at him up and down dropped dead and went (laughs) on about her business I think that's what hooked him I'm pretty sure (laughs) because he was looking for her when he got out of the military and they got together and dated like about this long, mm-hmm. he got married and were married almost 60 years before he passed. So we moved a lot. Uh, he ended up working with the phone company, Southwestern Bell AT&T, as a janitor to start out, which he was dissatisfied with because he was very smart and intelligent and going to college and stuff like that. And that's when he took a step forward to do a little bit more and fight for equality for blacks because then we couldn't apply for jobs other than mm-hmm. as cleaning people or mechanics. Right, right. You had to have permission <clears throat> to want something more. And of course the answer was always no. Right. And it's- so, you know what I'm saying? So he was part of the NAACP. He was helping people mm-hmm. to register and he, Power to the people. He's putting it together. No, this this just can't go on. And so it was very difficult for him. But you know. Well, I have to I have to say thank you then because of men like your father. Because here where I am, our 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 government just put out millions of dollars to black only businesses to help black businesses. Wonderful. They, they announced that yesterday, and we're mm-hmm. all crazy thinking, "Whoa, where did this come from?" Like. <laughs> like wow okay okay now started that yeah. <laughs> what's happening what do we have to do <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we, we can see the difference between back then when he when he was around to, to now so we have to thank people like your father for standing up and saying hey mm-mm, mm-mm, yes I, mm-hmm. I, I can do that job and i could probably do that job a lot better Yes, yes, a, a lot better. And it was yeah. a big risk. And I think that was a lot of the fear as well. 
is here comes someone with uh, more education and know-how than right. I, and they're going to try to get ahead of me and get what I have. And what they had was based on just simply color of their skin yeah. and who they knew. And uh, today, a lot of that still exists, right? I like, I like that part. Let's stick with that part right there. It's who... Okay. Because we all know it's a it's a club. If you have somebody working at a certain company and you mm-hmm. tell that person that person will get you in, you know, oh, this is my friend. That's like that resume. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, are you on the list at the club? Who yeah. You know, I know girlfriend right here. I'm, I'm with her. Yeah. I'm with him. That gets you in. Right. And the good old boy system. Yeah. And that's what it was a lot. And it was just really um, rampant. They didn't even try to hide it then. Okay, mm-hmm. their distaste for you. Today they try to hide it. Well, it's coming out a lot lately, but <laughs> hey, we do what we kind of do, right? You know what I mean? They is kind of <laughs> hidden under radar. It's happening. They want you to think it's equal and that you have an opportunity for this position when really they already have a candidate that they prefer or have chosen that you know they plan to give it to. It's like when you ask for that extra pickle in your hamburger, you still got to open, open the book. <laughs> pickle is because you got, you know, sure if it's there now. What was I asking for too much? I just wanted the pickle. <laughs> One pickle, get a, a pickle and a half. Come on, man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, is that why did you always want to do what you do now? Like, as a little girl growing up, you say, Well, this is my dream, this is what I'm going to do, or did you want to? you know, be something totally different. I, I have to tell you, uh, and, and I feel bad about that sometimes, but I was angry with him. Mm. You, you know, this, this was a sacrifice he, he took. Right. And he, he risked everything, including the livelihood that he just got to try to make things right and equal for other people. And this meant he was gone a lot. So, but, you know, when I talked to my mother about it, she's okay because he told her what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. She was on his side. She's backing him up and she's with him. If he's gone a lot, he's gone a lot. She's going to hold it down. Right. And that's what she did. And, but when he was off, he would take us out. We'd spend time together. Mm-hmm. You know, he'd take us to our concert with our favorite groups. Mine was The Temptations. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, my younger brother was James Brown. Mm-hmm. And my older brother was uh, Elvis Presley. Okay. That's a, that's, that's a, hold on. You had... <laughs> yeah. I won't, I won't ask. <laughs> we weren't even teenagers yet. He picked Elvis Presley. Okay, we all had our favorites. My favorite ice cream, strawberry. My younger brother was chocolate. My older brother, vanilla. You know, whatever. But dad was the one that did the activity with us when he could. But I was angry with him. And actually, I have a a very upsetting story when I was in the fourth grade, because as he was trying to progress, it meant uh, we had to move. Mm-hmm. And he traveled between the cities talking with the union members. Then it was called the Colored People's Union. Okay. And he lobbied and became president of that union. 
And of course, he required that they dress for all their meetings, regardless of how the white establishment felt about them, that they wear suits. Okay, so they would do this and go for these meetings and speak to them as if they were nothing. Mm. You know, disrespect, uh, not saying Mr. or by the first name, you and the N word. Okay, they would have, they would come in late. They would have trays of ice water, but never offer them water. Okay, so that was a problem. Uh, But one of my stories was when we got to this new school and we lived on the north side, uh, it was mostly white and there was no school picture. I don't have any school pictures. Okay. Um, There was a spelling bee going on and I participated and it got to the point in our school where it was between me and one other little blonde girl, very sweet Mm -hmm. and cute. And she lost. And they thanked me and everything and sent a ribbon to my class the next morning. But then someone came to class and asked me to come to the principal's office. I go to his office. He thanks me. You know, I'm sitting in my leg swinging this big wooden chair in front of his desk. He gets up from the desk, walks around, stands in front of me, leans back on his desk. And he says, uh, I'm not going to be able to represent the school. Yeah for uh, the citywide competition. And I was shocked and I didn't understand, you know, in the fourth grade. And I asked him why, and he actually said it, because you're a... Hmm, okay. You're saying this to a 10-year-old. Yeah. Okay. And I said, what, why? He said, look, let's not make this harder than it is. You can go on back to class now. Congratulations. I took that ribbon off my dress that the teacher had given me and threw it in his trash can on my way out. But I tell you, I was brokenhearted. I was crying and I couldn't wait to get home to tell my parents. And I get back to class and I just go and I sit down. You think she ever asked me what was wrong or how I was doing? I'm spending the whole rest of the day in class crying off and on because of that. No empathy was given, no care, no let's go ahead and send her home. I wanted my dad to do something about it. Mm. I heard them talking about it, he and my mother, and um, she was like, well, let's not, we don't want our kids to become targets right. at school. I could see both sides, and he was very angry. He wanted to tell that man off and go to the top of the school if he needed to and meet him like Tyler Perry say in the parking lot at three o'clock. Yeah, 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 I can see it. Yeah, but but they decided to let dogs lie. Hmm. Well, when he took us to the coast, to the beach for the weekend, I'm skating. He calls me over and he asks how I'm doing. I said, I'm fine. He said, okay, anything I can do for you, what you want? I said, what I wanted was for you to get me in that spelling bee. Mm. I didn't realize how painful that was to him when I said that. I remember him wincing Mm. when I said that. And he said, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What was that word? He said, beat feet. 
go back to skate. Go back and do what you're doing, yeah. Right, right. And when I stopped and turned to look at him, he had tears welled up in his eyes. Mm -hmm. But I was angry with him. Because and I know he was brokenhearted. Yeah, because he, he he wants to do what he knows he can do. Right. And mom's yeah. telling both sides and he's looking at it like, okay, my, my, my daughter's 10. She's got many years at this school left to go. I can fight the fight now, or, you know, when, when's a good time to fight the fight? And this is where it mm -hmm. happens. And he's like, yeah, if, you know, if he could, he would go down there and rip every speaker out and then <laughs> if my daughter ain't going on this stage, nobody's going on this stage. Nobody going, ain't nobody going on. <laughs> That's what I wanted. That right there. <laughs> yeah. But you have to think about the long term, yeah. right? So and what he was doing was for everyone. So. Yeah. So is that where this position you're doing now, helping out young women, helping out you know young teens, is coming from? Mm, that's coming from um, an incident that happened with me when I was dating someone in high school. Okay. Uh, they. You know, go ahead. We're, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to dive right into it. We're going to dive into it, how you got to this position. We're going to dive into the website and how this is going to help a lot of beautiful ladies out there get to that next level. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. CMJ Entertainment is a one-stop shop. CMJ Entertainment helps people to do any type of events, and it's a marketing tool as well. So we'll cover everything from start to finish. If it's a wedding, we'll make sure your wedding is over the top. And if it's an event, we make sure that everybody gets information at the end of the day. Give us a call at 416-414-8964 or online at cmjent.com. Yes, we're back. <laughs> All right, I just had to, had to give you a little, little bit, little bit of your, little bit of your song there, a little bit of her song. Oh, we we lost her, but we're gonna get her right back. Her system went down, but while we're waiting for her to come back, we're going to show you her website and, you know, we're live. So hopefully she can just turn herself back in. So here's her website. It's the shoe fetish movement. And, you know, she's got a lot of stuff going on. Um, her website is there. Uh, you can pull it up on the screen, take a look. And I believe uh, that right picture right there is her father. Uh, the gentleman we're talking about live on air. And, you know, if you think about it, he had a tough decision to do, right? He really had a, he really had a tough decision on what he needed to do. So, you know, life goes on, but, you know, we have to see how we move things back and forth. So I was right. have her back. And that's, that's, that's the good looking man right there. That's him. Daddy. <laughs> there you made go. me be in by midnight they called me cinderella at school <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> oh my gosh he was tough there he is 
All right. So which 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 brother is in that picture right there? That's the Elvis Presley brother, Vanilla <laughs> Ice Cream. My older brother. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! All right! All right! I don't know. Dad was always playing music in the house. They had a stereo. He loved it. He could sing. Oh, he has a beautiful voice. Beautiful voice and. It was Sam Cooke, Billy Holiday. Yeah, I, I don't. It, we didn't have Elvis at the house. Mm -mm. I don't know what happened, but we. I loved Elvis though. But it's, you know, Temptations, like you just playing, and that was my favorite song too because my birthday's in May. There so you I always go. felt like they were singing to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So just before the break, we were we were getting to the story on why did you decide to do you know what you do. It says a walk of love for women on the move to depart knowledge and empowerment. Mm -hmm. You want to give women empowerment from, from young to old, any age you want to empower. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, growing up in a civil rights household, there were things that bothered you that you may not could speak about. Uh, in the time I grew up was in the 60s. You do as you're told. There's not a bunch of touchy-feely kumbaya moments mm -hmm. and so I didn't know a lot and but they were strong I, I knew to be strong and I grew up being strong but there was a situation when I was able to date and I dated this guy he took me out for my 18th birthday and he felt like the perfect gift was he and I being intimate mm. and no but he took it upon himself and it was a very hard time. I ended up walking home because we went to the dinner and then a movie. I ended up walking home from there in the snow. Took me a while. We didn't have cell phones. And as soon as I got in that house, my dad whacked me across mm -hmm. my face for being late past curfew. And I hollered at him what happened mm -hmm. and called him a stupid man. Hmm. I must have wanted another whack. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> like, oh no, I wasn't in my right mind though. <laughs> so thank God for mother. But he sent me to bed. We talked the next morning and he could see, you know, the bruising and mm -hmm. everything. And he went up the street to the next neighborhood to the guy's home, his father's home. I don't know what happened. I know it wasn't good. I know my dad was mad. And, uh, you know, it got worse. And I just had trouble recovering from that emotionally. Right. And so you think about other people, and it became cathartic for me writing because I always journaled and had a diary is what we called it then. Now they just say journaling. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I had so many by the time I got to college. <clears throat> I wanted to kill somebody in college, too. But anyway, I digress. Um, I had so many journals. People said, what are you doing with all that? What are you going to do with that? You should write a book. Mm -hmm. hmm. So that's when I started writing the book. And it, it was healing for me mm -hmm. to do that, to write these stories, not just my stories, but stories of my friends in college. Also, there was a lot going on. That was like Peyton Place, you know? Yeah. Do people know what Peyton Place is today? Um, Dynasty? 
the mm-hmm. <laughs> some current terms. They yeah. must have, you know, there was a lot going on in college and a lot of heartache, and people weren't getting through it, especially my sisters. You know, it's like we, we well, needed someone talking to us, you know. Yeah, but let's, let's, let's stick a pin in that because, mm-hmm. especially for our culture, okay, we don't talk about these things, okay? So I know back then we don't talk about these things. We're just gradually starting to talk about it now because yes. we, were, we were taught to be strong. Mm-hmm. You know, handle it. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't speak to nobody. We speak. We keep it in house. The only people mm-hmm. you, you talk about might be a church sister or a church brother, but we yeah. don't. We don't. It don't leave the house, right? Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, and that's yeah. strong. Yeah, yeah, strong. Keep it to yourself. Yeah, but that was never ever the best way. Everything now it's like you needed somebody to talk to. You need yes. an outlet. So right. You know, your 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 fellow sisters telling you and talking to you that's you were their outlet yeah i needed the outlet though you know i did okay so (laughs) (laughs) that was the case and i'm not sure why even today well i know today more people know that i'll talk about things Mm -hmm. but it was like people were drawn to me to tell me their story and as and i'm not sure what that was or what they saw that they felt let me talk to her KK, mm-hmm. what they called me then. Okay. We talked to KK, which is my middle name. And that's what happened. So when I would go to girls' homes to speak to them, young ladies, you know, that couldn't finish college because they were pregnant, not college, I'm sorry, high school, mm-hmm. because they were pregnant and had to go to special school and program, um, a lot of that came out. And it was very beneficial for them. At least this is what they tell me. And as I write my books and I try to tell the stories, it became more of the healing part and the speak out and empower, encourage, support part. So that's how that started morphing mm, into okay. the empowerment speaking. Nice, nice. Yeah. So now, you know, you go place to place. And what's the main thing that you speak on? You know, how do you, mm. how do you get them to know that you know, their worth is 10 times what they think their worth is. Cause a lot of times men, I'm finding out men and women nowadays, like, you know, even the young teens, they, they see what's going on in our situation. They see what's mm-hmm. going on in their lives and men and women don't think that their value is their value anymore. How do we, how, right. do, how do we talk to them and say, listen, time out. When God put you on this earth, your value was tenfold. You know what I mean? So, yes. What yes. do we you Where just you? have to know your purpose and find it. So when when I start, uh, for example, I have eight different programs, but when I start the program, it's a greeting. So they're standing and I get them to say something simple, whatever came to my mind that night. Uh, I am of love. I am of worth. I am of value. I am my own best friend. I am love me something like that right but when they stand also they have to turn to the person next to them tell them something positive that you noticed about them Mm. okay then hug them and tell them you are my sister and I love you okay and do it the other way people have no idea how something so simple can be so powerful, right? Yeah. Someone saying 
a compliment to you about something. Some people never received compliments mm -hmm. or they were backhanded ones or they don't get a hug every day. Yeah. How yeah. great a hug feels, right? Mm -hmm. It's very simple, but it's important and it's motivating. So I like to start that way. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just start talking about different things, but I like to do it in uh, spurts. I don't like just standing and this and that and that. Yeah, boring. Okay, I'm done. That's how I am. I'm, I'm ready to go. Time to go. So I'll speak a couple of minutes or so, and then I'll pull out one of my balls. Mm -hmm. And so, okay, people, uh, like a bouncing ball, <laughs> a, a toy ball, cushy Nerf ball. <laughs> Let me explain, because somebody is always one. <laughs> you know, she said she pulled out of a, you know, please. <laughs> you know, it's always that person. I, I swear, I don't know how, how, I don't care how hard you try to avoid it and keep miscommunication down. There's always one. Are you the one? I don't want y'all misunderstanding. So pull out the Nerf balls, little round Nerf balls, right? And we have to toss it. So when we toss it, we have to say something encouraging and em mm -hmm. empowering to whoever catches it. Right. And, and then they have to do it back. <laughs> and then uh, another thing. <laughs> sorry. I, I get this from my dad, too. Another thing at the end is um, like a fashion walk. You okay. know, because. I always believe the shoes hold secrets and we get shoes for many reasons, mm -hmm. you know, decor for that date. Yeah. And women tend to buy the shoes. Then we get the outfit, okay. you know, and sometimes we get the pair of shoes for sex. You know, let's, let's be real, <laughs> but <laughs> let's be honest. So well, I'll have them bring their favorite pair of shoes. They have to tell why. And that's what I'm reading on the card as they come out, this is so-and-so. And she is wearing, like I like to say, a classic Navy pump. Yeah. Oh, watch her strutting these shoes. She yeah. got these shoes for and when, and here's her story. And when she's in those shoes, she feels like she's confident. Yeah. Right. And she's walking and she's doing her thing. Oh, look at everybody. Give her a hand. Give her a hand. The top three are going to get prizes. Who has the most swagger? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> now I get why the title of your website, The Shoe Fetish Mode. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so then with COVID happening, where can people get a hold of you? Are you still doing speaking online? Are you doing it one on one? Like, what's been happening? Uh, it's it's been. Whew, I've been working on this biography mostly, but there has been a couple of events that I've done online, like this, and then individual. Okay. Speaking or coaching, if you will, because people, even though I try to stay away, I love writing. I love to get in my little corner with my own and my popcorn and my little light and just write. Mm, okay. Nobody. The people keep coming. Look, <laughs> I want to talk to you about, look, can you, what can you do? Can we talk about, can we? No, I don't want, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. No. <laughs> but I do talk. <laughs> so they can reach me on the website, uh, shoefetishmovement.com or call the 800 number, 888. 
Where is my number? Three two one nine six zero four. Type it out. Type it out. There you go. You <laughs> ever realize? You know, you're not sure when someone asks you your number. It's like, I don't call me. So wait a minute. Let me think about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or email shoe fetish movement at gmail.com or Sharon Bennett J, the letter J at gmail.com. There you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> so we're having so much fun. I like to put the comments up on the screen. Um, one comment came up right here. I don't know if, you, if there's a friend of yours or a person you know, but there it is. The most realest person I've known in life outside my mom and dad. There you go. Oh, Bruno. Hey, B. <laughs> I met this guy when I was 19 and we moved back from St. Louis. A mutual friend, my cousin, his friend introduced us. Yeah, this brother was fine <laughs> back in the day. How you doing, Murray? <laughs> yes, <laughs> Oh, and and we, we've been friends ever since. And Murray, Bruno knows if he doesn't really want to know, don't ask me. Mm. I, I don't play. I don't. I joke around, but I'm honest. I'm going to tell you what I'm seeing and what I'm feeling, what's coming through. Some people can handle it. Some cannot. Some right. people rather you not say anything. But positive, oh, I'm just as bad. No, God, this and that. Really? Yeah, but you kind of messing up what God has because what it is is they're letting their self-esteem or lack thereof get mm. involved and their feeling of need of being thrown away. And so they make decisions based on that and they don't want you to point that out. Okay, okay. So you should take the good with the bad. If you feel it's bad, it's not. It's real and it's honest and make a full decision based on All right. Well, listen, this is our time. I appreciate you coming on. I've had a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it. too. But before we let you go, we always do something here. It's called the Queen Wave. This is your opportunity to say bye to anybody. Any shout outs? Anybody out there you want to say hi to? Go right ahead. Hello, Sam Houston High School, class of 75, San Antonio, Texas. Hi, mother, queen of our family. I love you so much. That's my baby. Hey, honey. <laughs> to my daughter, my son, and their families, and my grandchildren. <clears throat> Did I say I had grandchildren? I knew you were going to come with them. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, like I can't. Charles made me do that. All my friends and family, thank you for the support, listening and coming along. I appreciate it. And thank you for tuning in and giving a remark, Bruno. I appreciate it. Love you, bro. <laughs> Listen, usually I, I usually I send the guests off and sign out, but you know, you're special. We're gonna sign off together, okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. Listen, I always say you didn't have to watch. But you did. I thank you for watching. And like I always say, be kind to somebody. And now today, guess what? Hug somebody. Tell them you love them. Please. Next time. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. It's come to an end. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions, or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like, share, and get involved. Join us next time. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain...
There are so many reasons not to skip breakfast. So many savory, mouth-watering, tasty, delicious beyond all belief reasons. Actually, that last one was pretty convincing. Stop by for a McDonald's breakfast. Mix and match a sausage biscuit, sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Any two for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Zenni's Blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at zenni.com.